0: Hey there friends, welcome back to the Happiness Habits Transformation podcast, the place to discover the happiness habits that inspiring women have used to transform their daily routines, bringing them clarity, peace and joy. I'm your host Michelle Reeve, former life coach and author of the Happiness Habits Transformation. Today's episode shares a wonderful conversation I had this summer with personal trainer and fellow writer Angela Bailey. Angie is the author of the magical fantasy book Believe, which was a finalist in three categories of the Reader's Choice Awards, Best Children's Book, Best Teen Book and Best Adult Book, and was also awarded the Literary Titans Silver Book Award. Angie talks about how rediscovering writing at a very challenging time of her life helped her to regain her self-confidence, reconnect with her body and allowed her to prioritise herself again. In our conversation today, you'll discover the surprising similarities between exercise and writing, how creativity can provide a personal space for reflection, the small daily habit that kickstarts her day with achievement How ditching one emotion became a fundamental part of her new routine. The link between realistic expectations, habits and success and Angie's own end of day gratitude practice. Angie also talks about how she didn't feel she was good enough to become a writer and how she overcame that imposter syndrome. If you've ever wanted to write a book, this episode might just give you the inspiration to get started. And as always, you'll find the links and details for today's show and all the other shows in this series at my new website, Michelle forward slash podcast. So, in today's show, I am really excited to welcome fellow writer Angela Bailey, author of the magical fantasy book Believe, which was a finalist in three categories of the Reader's Choice Award Best Children's Book. Best Teen Book and Best Adult Book, and has also been awarded the Literary Titan Silver Book Award. So exciting. Welcome to the show today, Angela. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's brilliant to be here. Thanks for asking me. So let's kick off with a bit of your background, because it's a really interesting journey. And I know you were affected like so many other people by um, the COVID pandemic, which um, hit us. You know, not that long ago, but, you know, the the reverberations are kind of people are still feeling, but it really hit you quite hard. So give us a bit of background of uh, how that affected you. Okay, so
1: um, it really started quite a while before the pandemic. It was after I had my second son. Um, I've been a personal trainer for nearly 20 years um, and after having my second son, um, he I, I always say he kind of broke me um, because with my first son, I was able to do spinning up until I was about eight months pregnant with my second son. Um, within 12 weeks of being pregnant, I was in quite a lot of pain doing any exercise. So as I uh, the pregnancy progressed, I obviously put on a lot of weight. And after having him, he was very demanding shall we say <laughs> um and uh, having the youngster it, it kind of was a a progression of symptoms and ailments and letting myself go um and becoming increasingly unhappy but not aware that I was how unhappy I was um during that time as well I was also trying to get a degree um with the Open University, which was a real struggle, which actually in 2000, uh, in 2020 was when I actually attained that. Um, and that's when the pandemic hit. My plan always being that by then my sons would be at school, I would then re-enter the workforce. Um, but the pandemic hit and my job prospects, as it was a, a sports science degree, kind of took a nosedive and again another blow uh, to my self-esteem and to my confidence Um, and then as well add to that homeschooling and being stuck in. I really found myself in quite a dark place until
0: I started writing again. And it was really that kind of kicking off the creative side of you was it that you felt gave you Um, you know that little bit of positive boost I guess that helped you to get your confidence back because you were a personal trainer before anyway weren't you? Yeah I was and I I was always a very positive person but also what I should
1: mention is that um, in late 2020 I then had a trapped nerve in my back um, sciatica and then I also added to that that I was in constant pain all of the time and just reconnecting with the writing first of all allowed gave me permission to have a little time to myself and I think that is what kick-started then me saying well no actually I'm gonna make my exercise I need my exercise back in my routine I need that hour or that little time to be me and not mum not wife cleaner taxi driver (laughs)
0: 100 percent oh yes amen to that I completely agree I think it's so important for us all not just mums dads too in fact everybody to have a little bit of time in their day that is just wholly and entirely for them and it can mean different things to different people can't it like you and I I know we have a love of writing but for others it could be weeding or painting or just going for a walk in nature I guess just having that little bit of time to yourself and i suppose it also allows you to reflect on things did you did you find that absolutely i found
1: that just having that hour say to myself to just be me uh, allowed me to clear out the white noise as such so cuz as a busy mum and i'm sure I was pis- uh, people are busy all day long it's very easy to let the little things build up and build up and build up till they become a big thing And to have that say, well, actually, no, that's not really important. This is what's important today. Let's get that done. Um, And to then not beat myself up about the things that I didn't get done
0: so true because we do we are our own worst enemy aren't we in terms of being mean to ourselves that little inner mean girl comes out and berates us all the time for not ticking everything off our to-do list so at least it certainly (laughs) that's certainly my experience but having that little bit of time for, I suppose it's mindfulness I guess really isn't it just that kind of quiet time you know and I know different people will use it in different ways but did you find you could combine the writing with the uh, kind of the reflection how did you how did that come about how did that work for you um I just found that especially with writing believe
1: and it being a magical fantasy it gave me such an escapism um to go into this other magical world where there wasn't a pile of washing there wasn't a kids screaming at me, there wasn't all these things that I had to get done, it was beautiful, it was magical and it just made me feel so much better, the same as having my daily exercise routine, it clears my mind and it's, as well as the physical benefits, it just makes me feel like I've achieved something and it's starting your day with an achievement, then sometimes has that knock-on effect of everything else is a bonus that then you've got done, and it just changes your whole frame of mind.
0: So true, I completely agree. I think that's kind of where my happiness habits came about as well, because I, like you, I felt like I wasn't achieving anything in the day, um, and for me, it really just helped to to ground me and centre me and bring back, bring me back to a series of very simple things that I could just. Kind of get done and build some momentum in my day. I think for me, it started off very small, very small things I could do. So, do you? How do you? I mean, these have become habits for you, I guess. Now that so your exercise and your writing are now habits in your day. But I know so many people are tuning into this because. They really want to create habits that will help to build success for them in their work or in their life, but they just don't know how to make them a habit. So how did you manage to build the exercise and the writing into your daily routine without them kind of slipping out? It's so difficult. It's, it's
1: having that mindfulness and not allowing yourself to feel guilty that you're taking that time. Um, so you're gonna say, first of all, start I started small. I would say, right, okay, t- twice a week I was gonna do my writing here. Um, um with obviously my sciatica, I had to do a little bit of exercise every day, whether that was just a little bit of yoga or um a little bit of rebounding. I did that every day without question. And I had to be strong. I had to say, look, sorry, kids. You've just got to give me half an hour and then I'll do whatever you want. But mummy needs this first. And then I ended up having a better day for it. Um, and I was happier. They were happier. I said, I just, I just needed half an hour. Um, but even then, it's the simplest thing, starting small. Like I make my make sure that I make my bed every single day. That is my first achievement of the day is that the bed looks lovely and it's always nice at the end of the day to get into a nice fresh bed so that is one of the first things i do and it's only small takes a few minutes but it is one of those little tiny things that i do every single day without fail to start my day with an achievement
0: i love that i think just something small like that it like you say like for me it's um emptying the dishwasher (laughs) so the first thing I do now when I get up in the morning while the kids are off is I'll come in the kitchen and I'll empty the dishwasher and I'll clean the surfaces down from the day before and it's all sparkly and everything's put away and I feel I can start the day when that's done it is a very small thing like you say but it does kind of make me feel right I've, I've done that now, now I can get going I can go to the gym I can do my journaling whatever it is I'm gonna do it kind of feels like it's the first step to then say yeah okay I've, I've started on on my day so I love that and I think it's it's a it's a really n- nice tip to get people started with and and the writing in particular we'll, we'll talk about the writing as well because I think I think that's something that that people will often struggle with um but just to talk about the exercise for a second because for you, I guess exercise is just part of your life and has been part of your life for some time. Um, but I'm guessing there's people listening to this today who would love to build a habit of exercise into their lives, but they're, you know, either a bit nervous to get started or don't know quite how to get started or or maybe not sure of, you know, the right um, approach that they should have, you know, should they go and see a doctor first? Or is it okay to just get started with some stuff? Um, What would be your recommendation for people that want to start building some exercise into their daily life? It is always if you're not someone that has exercised regularly
1: before. It's always a good idea to speak to your GP first, um, just to make sure there isn't any underlying causes. But most gyms now have got so many experienced instructors there, just waiting um, to help you on your journey. Um, and I, what a lot of people do when they first join a gym is that they say, I'm going to come every day and I'm going to do it for an hour a day. Um, It's kind of unrealistic goals. And then as soon as you don't, you miss a day because life gets in the way. Mm. You then feel like you've failed. And that's when people stop. So it's it's setting those smart goals to start off with. Um, So say, right, I can definitely do twice a week. I can definitely do twice a week, an hour. And once you've achieved that, then anything you do above that, you're overachieving and you're only going to make yourself feel better because you've done the two you said you was going to do and then you've done an extra one. It's to start small, make that a habit for at least six to eight weeks and then start adding stuff in. You can always, it's, again, bringing in the water. If you are say, right, okay, I'm going to start off, I'm going to start drinking my, my two litres of water a day. Once you've achieved that, then add your next... Thing in a lot, don't give yourself too much too soon because as soon as you miss
0: one, that's when you think, "Oh, I've ruined it now." That's that's great tip, really good tip because I when I was working with my coaching clients quite often, they'll come with a list of ten things they want to get done, and you know it's it's a lot to to put pressure on yourself in that way. To say, "I've got ten goals that I want to achieve in the next three months." And, you know, when you have that much pressure, as you say, all you have to do is trip up once or twice which we do it's human nature life gets in the way as you say things happen you might get ill you know if you've got kids there's often things that happen that you're not expecting um and then like you say you suddenly start to feel oh gosh I failed I'm not going to be able to keep going with this I I may as well I may as well just throw it all in I may as well just forget it it's a bit like with dieting isn't it or trying to lose weight people kind of have a a day that they consider to be a so-called bad day and then they just throw it throw the towel in and, and, and stop doing it altogether. Yep, yeah, or that, or they do the Monday morning syndrome, is that yeah. they've had a bad day on the Tuesday,
1: but then they say, oh, I can't start till the following Monday. And then what they do is they overeat for that whole other five days um, and do themselves even more damage until they get to the Monday, where it should be, okay, I've had a bad meal, I've had a bad day. You get on it, you get back on the wagon the very next meal. Like I say, it's a lifestyle change never a diet, because diets end, lifestyles
0: is forever. Love that. I love that. I'm going to stick that on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a great catchphrase. I love that. Um, so let me bring that back to writing then, talking as you have talked a bit about, you know, those small um those small steps yeah. how did you get started with that like what was your approach for saying right I'm going to I'm going to write twice a week so what did that mean for you did you how were you inspired to kind of to kind of get that started did you have the idea for believe in your mind already or did you kind of have to feel your way into that no um because the first
1: two books I wrote were uh charitable books that I the proceeds go to the NHS and mental health charity mind but they were very candid uh diary entries unedited just put on a page um, to raise right. and that really helped me find my passion and a friend said to me and have you ever thought about um writing a story a novel and I was like No, to be fair, I didn't think I could. Didn't even occur to me that I would be able to do something like that. And I was like, well, what even would I write about? And I remember for a few days I sat at my computer and nothing, absolutely no ideas, couldn't think of anything. And then I went to bed one night and I had a dream about a crazy holographic professor that ate sticky sparkly green Christmas tree marshmallows and all of a sudden, believe was born. And it was more of once I started, it was a compulsion. I had to get the story out. I couldn't, I, I couldn't stop it. And I ended up getting frustrated, but I was thinking, I need to write. And I ended up carrying a pad around with me all the time so I could jot the ideas down to then transfer onto and. It was because when I was younger, I used to write a lot of poems and odes. So with Believe and the magic and the incantations and the spells, it allowed me to reconnect with, with the poetry side as well. So it was, it's yeah, I found it a compulsion rather than, I suppose, which then became a habit because I needed to do it.
0: So do you I love that story uh, you know I think every <laughs> every writer me included dreams of that spark of inspiration where the story pours out of you and I know for me personally when I'm writing it's less about um it's less about that spark of inspiration and more about bum on seat every day and if I start then things will start moving and I find that the the story kind of just evolves out of that daily sitting bum on seat, but it's yeah. quite easy otherwise for it to kind of drift off. And and I love how um I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert sort of says that um in her book I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert, she says in her book uh, Big Magic that you know, if she doesn't sit down every day, then she feels like her inspirational muse will just float off and go and find somebody else to tell the story to. So <laughs> kind of, you kind of have to sit down every day. Otherwise, you know, that that kind of, the idea kind of recedes into the back of your mind and it gets harder to get started again. But it sounds to me like with you, it, it kind of was there really in the forefront of your mind and, and it was just about a case of writing it down. Was that, was that true? It, it was, but then again, because you're a mum and
1: and you've, you're working, you do, ha- I still had to do that bum on seat, otherwise the, it would have just become a pile of paperwork and notes and um, crazy poems that would have just been left on the side. Mm. And then I, you still had to sit there and make sense of it. I'm a very organic writer where I don't, plan I kind of know where the story I want the story to go but I don't sit there and plan it I write it and then as the characters evolve then the story might change I think well no actually they would they wouldn't do that they would do this and so then it changes (laughs) the story so um but I still had to say to myself you need to sit down, you need to sit down at a computer and you need to get this out. So it was, I still had to make it that habit
0: of s- sitting down at the computer and doing it. And did you have, any cha- have you had any challenges about making that habit consistency? Because I think let's talk about consistency for a minute, because it's one thing that so many of us struggle with, because it's easy to do things a few times when you're excited about it, You know, when you have that momentum and then you get into the sticky stuff where maybe it gets a bit challenging, you know, like with writing, for example, you get a bit stuck and you're not sure what happens next or with exercise, it gets a bit... You get a few aches and pains, or maybe you, you know it starts to get harder as you start to do a little bit more. I know for me personally, with weightlifting at the moment, you know I'll get to a point, I'll start a new level, you know I'll up the weights a bit, and it's hard, and it's you know it gets quite challenging, and and that's the point quite often where people are like, oh, I'm not sure I can keep going with this. So how how do you make sure, or how did you make sure that the habits, that writing habits, stuck when you were writing Believe.
1: When I exercise, I suppose I use the same technique that I do when I write. So, for instance, running, I hate running. <laughs> and so, but when I do run, I give myself a time, that I can say, right, okay, I'm going to run for 20 minutes. And then every minute I then do after that is a mental and physical achievement. Mm. so it's the same with the writing I say right I'm just going to write this chapter I'm just going to finish this chapter that's my goal and then anything I do after that again is a bonus so it all comes back to those smart goals that I try not to overwhelm myself and say right I'm going to write 20,000 words today I just a little bit I'm just going to finish the chapter I'm just going to do this and and then once I've done that more then tends to flow and and then the more more you do the more you end up patting yourself on the back because you think yeah
0: I've done that I've done a little bit more than I said I was gonna do. That's a great tip. Just so just give yourself um, a goal like a time limit goal or something like that to make make life a little yeah. bit easier. I yeah. know I've started using um, just to talk writerly for a minute. I've started using an app called um, Dabble which is um a, which is it's a bit like some of these other writing apps it's similar to scrivener and, and and people who might have heard of some of these apps but but um you can set yourself a word limit for the day um, so i I know when I've kind of been away from the desk for a while, summer holidays, you know, can I get a shout out from anyone who's struggling to get anything done in the summer holidays? <laughs> because it's <Yes>. you know, <laughs> it is hard when you know when, when the kids are off. Um so I tend to, to have take a little break over the summer and, and and make it I make notes and get ideas about whether it's fiction or fact or whatever it is I'm writing, nonfiction. Um I make lots of notes, but I don't ha- I don't tend to sit down and 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 do a big lot of writing because I'll just get interrupted all the time. Um, but but I when I go back to starting writing again, which I will do in September, I set my dabble word limit really low. Like I might start it at like 50 words, which is, you know, totally doable. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a absolutely. bit of a cheat, but setting it at 50, I can easily get that. And it says, oh, you've reached your word limit. And I'm great, I've done that. Now I can just keep going because I, I tend to think, and this is probably the case with a lot of habits. I certainly found this when I started um, meditating as well just getting to the point of sitting down and getting started was enough to keep me going almost it was just that moment of getting started so getting the bum on the seat with writing you know finding your space in the day for for meditating getting yourself to the gym once you're there you're there do you know what I mean yeah absolutely that is the
1: hardest part is getting the bum on the seat getting yourself to the gym or going for actually walking out the door to go for that walk the the first action is the hardest once you've
0: overcome that you're done you're there and and just did you find we talked a bit about kind of writing believe when you yeah. went through the editing process was that like a whole another board game ball game did you have to sort of you know we can kind of start the habit again because it is a kind of a different mental process isn't it editing than writing yeah I mean I went through so many ups and downs with the editing of
1: Believe and then I had to have a reprint um yeah it, it's because I find it's very hard and anyone especially when I was doing my degree as well it's very difficult to edit your own work because you read what you think should be there what what you what you want to be there rather than what actually is mm. um so then it's it, it's then very difficult and as well with writing one of the best pieces of advice i ever got was um you want to show people don't tell them so mm. and then that is also so challenging to not tell people what is going on rather than to show them through dialogue or body body like writing body language and things like that so yeah it is very very tricky i, I mean edit i'm editing the second book for believe now um and it is there's moments where i'm just sitting at my desk with my head in my hands thinking I have no idea. I'm going to change that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's good to hear that. You know, even you know, well published authors. You know, you so much critical acclaim for for believe and and I I read it and my daughters read it and she absolutely adored it. Um, it's good to know that it's not just it's not just us mere mortals that struggle with the with the editing and the writing. It you know it can be a challenge for everyone.
1: Absolutely, and uh, my even though I love writing and I learn every single day um, about the craft of writing and it is like the editing process, I think is specialized for people to be able to pick up those um, little details or see the typos or um, just be able to like the grammar to be able to just slightly change it to make it uh, flow i think it is, it's specialized and sometimes you need a professional to take your writing baby and have mm. a look at it
0: properly and it is it's worth it's worth it's weight in gold i suppose it's the same as anything isn't it you know if you have a you know a particular goal that is that you know is going to be challenging so if, maybe for you you know the writing flowed and was great but the editing's tricky. For me, I know it's with when I'm at the gym with my weightlifting, you know, I'll get to a certain point and I just don't feel like I can get to the next level. That's where we have to sometimes call a specialist in to help us with our habits. Right. So we need to call someone in who can just give us that little bit of expertise to kick us, get us going again. And then it makes the habit a bit easier again. It's almost like you have to overcome, you know, a hump every so often in order to get back into it. Because it's those challenges, isn't it, that makes it makes it so easy for us to fall off the wagon if you like absolutely sometimes it's hard and you need a cheerleader or Mm.
1: you you need to then learn to be your own cheerleader Mm. and to have that like when you're having that time to yourself like positive affirmations that you can do it don't give up um and to just say that you you you're worth it and that You've, you have got the power inside you to put your mind to it and achieve it. I think that's so important.
0: And that's that's a great point to just bring in the book again, because I feel like your main character, that that, post- that affirmation that you just said really describes the journey that your character has to go on. Do you want to just give us a really quick nutshell of Believe and, and kind of obviously no spoilers, but just give us a little background into it.
1: Yeah, okay, so uh, the lead character, you've got Abigail Johnson, who is born into the world of never-believers. So no Christmases, no birthdays, no smiling, and most definitely no magic. She is then on a fateful train journey, catapulted onto the Feodora Fairy Training Academy, um, where she is then sent on a journey to discover who she really is, why she is on the train, um, and she meets new magical best friends, uh, a wicked queen uh, intent on destroying her, and a crazy holographic professor um, who she finds a kinship with. Um, and yeah, it's, it's then does anyone come to save her? Who is what is Ellen? Why, why is she on the train? So yeah, it's, it, it's uh, exciting, it's magical. Magical. And then she's introduced to this whole new world of colour and birthdays and parties and Christmas. And yeah,
0: I think that's the bit I loved. I loved the fact that the world that she was in before there was no colour, no birthdays, no Christmas. None of those lovely, happy moments that we take for granted, I suppose. It was it was a great um, sort of exercise in gratitude for what we have around us, too.
1: Absolutely. And I think I I think lockdown has a lot to do with with that as well, is that I think now we do cherish more our friendships and being able to be together and enjoy those special occasions. And as well, I found when we when I was out walking during lockdown, everyone was so much friendlier, strangers saying hello. So there was like some positives to kind of come out of that, I think.
0: Yeah no i i agree as well and i certainly called on i went back to my my habits that i'd created you know years before um, and that I wrote about in my book, and I, I kind of went back to those again and, and re-cemented some of those into my routine just as a, a great way to just to ground and center yourself in what was a really challenging time, for I know, for a lot of people. And um, one of the things that I, I know that is re- was really important to me at that time and still is, and I do it every day, is an end of day sort of I call it my um, end of day celebration party plan but it's it's like the end of the day just kind of saying this is what I achieved today this is what I got done and kind of giving myself you know a little pat on the back for that as a way to kind of get started if you like um, with the next day you know people say a great day starts with a with a fantastic night before if you like it's like having that momentum from the day before is that something that you've practiced at all um I or not kind of like in that
1: sense but I am always usually the last to go to bed and so going around shutting everything up switching off all the lights and and now especially nowadays switching off anything I can yeah (laughs) um but that kind of thing I do sometimes find myself when I turn off the living room light to go up the stairs just looking around at the peacefulness the boys are upstairs asleep my husband's here we've got a roof over our head Mm. we've got food in our bellies and they turn the light off and sometimes you just have to be grateful for
0: that and I think that subconsciously I do that every night Mm, 100% gratitude practice is such there's so much research that shows the importance of daily gratitude and how it can really change people's um mindset but also emotionally it has a great positive lift and and gives you that that really good feel good factor so um that really resonated with me as well something that i used um one of the first things that i discovered in therapy actually to get over my postnatal depression was adding a daily gratitude practice into my day so that that really really resonates with me so much so angela you're working on the second book i've really- really excited about that has this been you know has it been different writing the second book have there been any specific challenges you've had to overcome you know practically or mindset wise with doing the second book in the series um I think my writing
1: has definitely grown and developed um with it Within the second book. Um, But there was a little bit more research that needed to be done uh, with certain things that have been included without spoiling, (laughs) uh, without spoiling anything. Um, And again, it's it's kind of making sure that it flows and um, I think it's a lot quicker paced. This one, there's a lot more action going on. So it's it's trying to make it exciting for everybody, I think. And I just want to be able to deliver, again, something for children nowadays to encourage reading and um, as well as adults to give people that escapism when at the moment life's hard and there are so many things out there that are constantly trying to bring us bring us down the media is never very happy so many sad things occur in that for me as opposed to be able to give some somebody something where they could have an hour of escapism to just read um i want to make sure that that's the best i can possibly be and the best i can possibly give that person
0: I think that's such a great goal to have to be able to just bring that little bit of of joy into someone's day, and and certainly yeah, I can't wait for the second book we loved, believe. So we're really looking forward to that coming out. Um, Angela, I've absolutely loved speaking to you today. I are there any tips that you could share, just as a little sort of roundup? Any tips for our listeners to help them to get started with um any habits that they'll need to help them meet their goals? Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Make them small.
1: Um, make sure you can fit them in regularly
0: and don't feel guilty about doing it. I love that. That's such a great a great one, two, three. Keep them small, be consistent. And make sure that you don't feel guilty about spending time for yourself. Really, just the, the perfect way to end this, I think. Angela, it's been amazing chatting with you. How can people get in touch with you? Let us know the best place to find you. Yeah, um,
1: I've got a website, angie Um, you can also find me on uh Twitter, uh, which is Angela J Bailey33. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere if you look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's the way it should be. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, but, and when's the second book coming out? Do we have a date? We don't have a date at the moment. I'm hoping for Christmas, mm. but we will we will see. Fingers crossed. We'll keep everything crossed for you, Angela. Thanks so much again for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today's show. And as I mentioned earlier, you'll find all the links at michellereveswrites.com forward slash podcast. And hey, if you did enjoy this episode, would you do me a favor? Would you head over to iTunes and leave me a comment and a review? It really does mean that others will be able to find the show. Okay, that's it for me today. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.